prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. We had planned on doing a Facebook Live today, uh, but uh, we had a little snafu with internet connectivity, which happens once in a while. You know, I'm not a big budget show, and so uh, I got to use the internet uh, for things. And uh, so we are doing it the old-fashioned way. I don't know what to do with myself when I'm not doing video. I can actually pick my nose now. None of you can see it. Uh, There's a lot of freedom in this. But anyway, you know... If you pay attention to the scrolling ads on Facebook uh, or in magazines, you would really believe uh, that nicotinamide riboside is going to prolong life. And since the product has really just hit the market in the past few years, we really don't know, right? We don't have anybody that's been using it for 80 years and living to be 120, and I doubt we'll ever see that. That's the built-in protection in anti-aging drugs. Uh, The reality is that if you introduce them, now, and people use them for 10 years, 20 years, we really don't know if it's really going to enhance life extension. Um, so it's a crapshoot. But if you believe the marketing, uh, NAD plus is uh, what everybody should be taking. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to be a critical thinker. I think that longevity and, and health span are multifaceted, uh, multifactorial. There's a lot of things you have to do right, not just one. Uh, anybody who believes there's just one thing you have to do is, is a fool. I'm sorry to say that. But nonetheless, people are pounding their money away buying these uh, NAD supplements. We even have a sponsor that's on our website uh, that promotes these products. But what we're starting to learn is that uh, there's lots of ways to increase NAD+. There's lots of ways uh, to increase uh, nicotinamide riboside. We did a show not too long ago about uh, using grapefruit uh, to downgrade one of the uh, enzymes that actually uh, seems to kind of dispose of it. But the funny thing about all this is when you listen to the advertising hype, they all say, you know, as you age, NAD plus goes down. Lots of things go down. But no one is talking about why that is. They never address why that is. They never discuss the pathway. And that subtlety is not lost on my guest today. He's a returning guest. He's a good friend of mine, Joel Green uh, from Veep Nutrition. How you doing, Joel? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? Long time. I had you turned up a little too high there. Uh, yeah, so it's funny. You actually talked about this when we were at the uh, Quest uh, Brain Trust meeting, the last one. How, how long? Was that two years ago? Yeah, two years ago. The, one we, the very first one that we did um, a- after the metabolic therapeutics in 2016, we did the one. It was just, uh, I think, about 30 of us in that room at Quest uh, 2017. And we had no we had no specific agenda other other than to share ideas, and wasn't that a wonderful experience? Yeah, it was really cool, man. It was kind of a precursor of um, I think what it's evolved into today. But that was a very intimate thing where you just had a, a bunch of people with their niches, uh, kind of kind of really the you know all of the thought leaders in the industry um, sharing ideas. And uh, one of the ideas I threw out was. Um, 
was this today, which is uh, CE38 that we're going to talk about. Um, I think at the time, uh, I don't think anybody was really familiar with it, so it didn't really get picked up in our convo that day in the room. But um, No, no, because, because at, that, at that point in time, the whole nicotinamide riboside craze hadn't even begun. No one was even talking about NAD plus back then. Yeah, um, it's interesting. When I... Um, when Ron and I first kind of circled back up at Quest back in 2012, um, there were a couple of PDFs I put in front of them. One was on um, one was stuff on the gut biome, but there was another one I put forward called CERT training, um, which was something I'd been doing since 2010, which was really targeting um, uh, training, nutrition, everything around um, activation of the sirtuin proteins. And so it's something I was familiar with and have been dealing with for a number of years here. And so it's kind of uh, almost comical looking at the marketplace right now in terms of like um, where the marketplace is and the way the marketplace is directing thought and all that because it has nothing to do with anything. So let's let, let's talk about this. So uh, nicotinamide riboside is a sub a substance mm-hmm. that is a metabolite of plain old nicotinic acid, right? Right. Right. And nicotinic acid yeah, is, is a three dollar supplement at most grocery stores today. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so just, just kind of maybe a high-level kind of recap. I, I, I didn't listen to your, your previous show on NAD, so I don't, I don't want to you know, retread ground, but it's probably helpful if there's some new listeners in here to, to just kind of you know, go over it. So you have, um, you have a couple of molecules. They're what are called pyridine dinucleotides. Um, dinucleotides, so, so, so similar to you know, kind of the building blocks of DNA where you have dinucleotides. These are based on pyridine. And these are NAD and NADP. And they are essentially electron carriers. Um, and they serve really three primary purposes in your body. Uh, you need them for energy reactions, uh, which, which I'll, I'll dig into in a second. Um, they are the body's primary reservoir of reducing equivalents. Uh, so you need them for redox reactions. And then they're, they're critical in also in signaling. It's a sort of a novel area. It used to be thought that um, ATP was kind of like the body's primarily primary primary sort of um, uh, wiring system for signals, but uh, it turns out that NAD um, and its its um, its oxidized forms are equally important. So, so we need them in those three areas. We need them for energy. Um, they're they're involved in what are called ADP uh, ribose reactions, and so it all kind of converges on ADP ribose. So for energy production, you need them for calcium, which is really important uh, to make insulin work and a lot of other things. Um, and you also need them to to power just numerous different kinds of reactions. So kind of the analogy would be they are not a fuel source in and of themselves, but they are what motor oil is to your car engine. Ah, interesting. The engine's not going to work. Yeah. And it's just not going to work without it. Right. And so when you begin to see them as sort of like this uh, necessary sort of thing to make the engine of life go, then um, it, it, starts to, it starts to kind of open up why, why these molecules are so important. But one of the – oh, sorry, I don't want to rant at length. No, 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 no. This is good. This is a good – this is kind of remedial. This is important. Go ahead. Okay. So one of the one of the interesting things – and I'm just going to preface – Everything I say from from here on out with it's in my book, <laughs> right? And, th- and this is actually <laughs> really, really, this is a chapter in your book that we're covering today, and th- your book will be available in October, right? Yeah, October's October's the date. Three years 
to make that thing. That's the hardest thing I've ever done. But um, so kind of high level, high level. What um, what the marketplace would have you think? There's there's a couple of, of underlying themes in my book. One is that the marketplace of solutions is not dealing with what's really true about the body. Um, and across the board, you'll see this in category after category. Um, it's just not dealing with what's what's really true. And when we get to when we get to NAD, uh, what we're going to cover today, you're going to see that um, the marketplace of solutions is the analogy would be to say that um, the reason your car moves forward is because of the accelerator pedal. Without ta- without taking into out. account everything that the accelerator pedal pedal actuates, basically. Yes, that's that's kind of that's kind of where the marketplace is at. It's saying, well, there you go. The accelerator pedal uh, gets sticky with age, and that's the reason the car doesn't go. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So it's a hundred percent true, and it's a hundred percent also incorrect. Part of a bigger picture. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah, I wouldn't even say incorrect. It's just that um, it's part of a much bigger picture. So. The other thing the marketplace does not do is the marketplace never actually defines the real problem. It just doesn't do it. And, and uh, there's a chapter in my book on weight loss where I, where I go into this and I, and I just show, like, it's never been, the problem has never been defined, ever. And, and you'll see it with this topic, too, that we haven't actually defined the problem. So all that said, uh, yes, NAD and its derivatives are massively important, but they're part of a very big picture. Okay, so... Let's let's discuss uh, CD thirty eight. Let's introduce this uh, this molecule. What exactly is CD thirty eight for the audience? So CD thirty eight, in simplest terms, is an enzyme, just like NAD is an enzyme. Um, it is what's called a um, uh, an immune cell surface glycoprotein. So it's a it's a it's an antigen sensing cell surface cell membrane sort of um, sensor. Right and. Principally it, it, principally, it does its work in immune cells, primarily, uh, principally macrophages. So it is something that's involved um, in, in energy metabolism. It's, it, technically, it's called um, cyclic ADP ribose hydrolase. So once again, it kind of converges on ADP ribose and energy production. But the, the, thing, the simple way to understand it is that it's, it's a sensor that exists in the, in the cell membranes primarily uh, of, of immune cells. Now, it exists in other places, and it can do a lot of things. It can translocate into the cytosol. It can translocate into the nucleus. But primarily, it's sort of a sensor in immune cells. And you just think of macrophages. And we're talking about macrophages, just for your audience here, just to kind of differentiate. Um, in my book, um, I kind of break them into two broad classes, and, and in the science, they're broken into two classes. Uh, one is sort of the uh, the, the killer macrophages, right. and they're, they're like a SWAT team. Their job is to go in and just clean house. And then there's the healer macrophages, and their job is to kind of go in and clean things up. And you need both. Both are essential. But what happens as we age is the healers tend to... Um, tend to shy away, and right. the killers tend to dominate. Right. That becomes a massive, massive, massive problem. And CD13 is at the center, or excuse me, CD38 is at the center of that problem. Um, there is a, there's, a, there's a family of proteins uh, called the, the CD proteins. CD stands for Cluster of Differentiation. Right, right. And there's, they're all involved in one way or another in very fascinating aspects of immunity and longevity and all kinds of things. So CD38 is a very important one, but there's uh, several others in my book that I talk about. Um, they're just they're, they're massively important. So CD38, 
in this particular discussion seems to inhibit uh, the enzymatic transfer of NAD plus to cyclic uh, ADPR, right, which is the the which is the less the inactive form of uh, of, uh, of rib- riboside uh, that that you don't want. You don't want that accumulating, right? So, so to a high level, NAD. Um, first of all, a little history. Um, the, the history of NAD goes back to Pellegra, um, and so back back way back a hundred years ago. Basically, long story short, um, a, a scientist figured out that uh, people were getting sick because they weren't eating meat products. Right. And at the end of the day, he traced that back to niacin and kind of figured out, oh, well, uh, the, the issue is niacin and the source you get that in is meat. And so um, long story short, that began, began the history of figuring out, you know, what NAD is, uh, nicotine anionide dinucleotide, figuring out what that is, where it comes from, what it does. And so... The first thing to understand about it is that the body makes it. It has a couple of salvage pathways by which it makes it. Uh, in fact, the, the, the nicotinamide riboside is, is sort of this, in a sense, the secondary, the secondary pathway by which it's made. It's not even the principal pathway. Um, or, or, or another way to say it would be to call it like the, um, the lesser known pathway. But for all the years, the principal pathway by which NAD has been salvaged, in other words, niacin has been salvaged, uh, had nothing to do with nicotinamide riboside. Interesting. So your body makes nicotinamide riboside, uh, makes nicotinamide on its own. Um, and the interesting you know, and, thing and, and, and I, I, I want to mention something. I want I, that, that's a sub, that's something you just said there. There's a subtlety to this, but we have to think about it, right? People are probably thinking it, it does. Well, where do we get nicotinic acid from? Well, we get it from muscle meat of animals. And they're not taking supplements. And a lot of those animals are eating, they're foraging grass and things like that. And so this makes perfect sense. It's the same argument where people go, oh, well, you know, uh, you, you, there's no vitamin C in beef. No, the FDA never, uh, I mean, the USDA never tested for it. There's absolutely vitamin C in beef because they make their own vitamin C and it gets stored in their muscles. The same thing with nicotinic acid. So just like animals that we eat and get their uh, niacin from their flesh, we make our own niacin as well. Yeah, so let me give it a big picture. First of all, there's this myth that the only way you can get NAD is in a pill. Okay, that's a myth. It's not true. It's not how your body works. Um, there are numerous ways to replete NAD. Number one is sleep. <laughs> really? Like, Something that people are yeah. sorely in need of right now in this population, right? Right. Yeah, so there's this, there's this sort of um, mantra that you hear, which is NAD levels decline with age. NAD levels decline with and age. And sleep, okay, so really, sleep gets really crappy with age also, by the way, right? So... Right. Well, so one of the things to understand is that there, there, this is a very complex thing. Um, so, so within your within your body, there's a there's a core set of clock proteins. You and I did a show on this like a couple of years ago on circadian timing. Right. Um, and there are different clock proteins in the body. Uh, some of them are NAD dependent. So, in a sense, diurnal rhythm has a dependency on NAD. But, but the reverse is also true. NAD has a dependence on sleep. <laughs> so you have this thing of, with age, sleep declines, diurnal rhythm declines, sleep quality declines. Now, that's not exclusively dependent 
on NAD. There's a lot of other factors that are involved there. Um, but what you'll find is that, so one of the reasons why NAD is declining is because sleep is declining. And now we're not just talking about the hours you spend sleeping, but the quality of your sleep. You know, many of us are tracking our sleep now and we are getting the bigger picture. So Elisa Profumo is aging better than anyone I know, except maybe you, Joel, because you're aging amazingly. And, and you know, uh, one of the things I keep saying is, like, if I die young, then the body of work I've done is meaningless because people go, like, this guy didn't live very long. I'm not following him. There's a lot of people out there talking about anti-aging that are in their 20s and 30s. You, they don't know what anti-aging is yet. But then there's you. Uh, you have a certain type of training. You have a certain type of diet. And you're aging amazingly. So with that being said, so Elise, I, I, I got Elisa um, – a uh, aura ring. Now, whatever people are going to say, oh, well, they're not accurate. Well, let's say they're they're thirty percent off. Then that means that they're seventy percent correct. So you're you're getting some estimation of your quality of your sleep, whatever you want to look at it. Okay. So, Elisa is the most restful sleeper I've ever seen. She she lays down on her back, her head on the pillow. She wakes up that way. And we're, now we're tracking her sleep. She regularly gets two plus hours of deep and two plus hours of REM sleep every night. And now I want, I don't, the secret to her aging has been revealed to me. It's the quality of her sleep. Absolutely. Uh, there is a so little known aspect of sleep quality. In my book, there's a very fascinating section I cover on a doctor who has done, did a really interesting study on REM sleep, dream sleep and the nature of dream sleep. It's kind of, counter, it's kind of counter to a lot of the thought out there, but long story short, one thing you hear a lot with adults is, yeah, I just don't dream the way I used to. I don't dream as much. Uh, and it turns out that dream sleep may be more important, much more, much more important than we thought. Well, thank God, because I dream, and sometimes I have very vivid dreams. Uh, I, I, have, I have, well, I don't want to discuss my dreams on the show because people get a, a glimpse into how crazy weird i really am but no i i dream uh a lot i mean every night i dream but anyway okay getting back to this discussion here so you said there's lots of ways for people to increase their own nad what what what, yeah what would those ways be so um obviously sleep we've said sleep right Uh, that's one thing yes sleep depletes nad uh butyrate production will replete NAD. Really? So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the keto, so, so um, being in ketosis periodically uh, will increase NAD or taking butyrate products? No, not taking butyrate products. I would, I would personally never take a butyrate product. You don't want, um, there's several forms of butyrate. You don't want uh, butyrate in the oral cavity. You just want to make it internally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, um, but regardless, so there's, uh, Let's kind of dive into kind of the where this this takes us to, which is what's going on. What's the big picture? Um, so there, there's a big picture here to why NAD is declining. Um, so let me just kind of tell you like mechanistically what it is, uh, and the mechanism itself is similar to the gas pedal analogy. It's it's the mechanism, but it's not the big picture. You need to get the big picture. And once you get the big picture, what that gives you is sort of um, number one, you're not a sucker. You understand how things work. And number two, you can have a really sort of a complete approach to aging. And that's really what it takes because if you, time is on your side uh, to some degree, but the, the more years you waste on sort of how your body doesn't work, the more years you're giving up. You might as well figure out how things work really fast. Not, so, yeah, exactly. So big, picture, so big picture is sort of this, okay? 
Um, as we age, uh, CD38 is increasing, and it's increasing in a mirror image to the way that NAD is decreasing. So that sort of gives us a, a, a leads us into like this causal sort of jump to conclusion kind of thing. Oh, great. CD38 is the answer. That's why NAD is depleting. The reason that CD38 is increasing one-to-one -one with decreases in NAD is that you need NAD to produce CD38 for CD38 to work. So what happens is the more, NAD, the more CD38 you have, the more NAD is required, and what it does is winds up cannibalizing pools of NAD. Mm. So now you're in a scenario where even if you're supplementing with let's say nicotinamide riboside or nicotinamide mononucleotide, and you have elevated levels of CD38, it, then the analogy would be um, that we've got a ship, there's a hole in the hole, it's taking on water, but now we're bailing water. Well, okay, great, that's nice. Um, you should do that, but it doesn't mean you've solved the problem. <laughs> right. So, and that's, so that's kind of big picture. So CD38 is cannibalizing your pools of NAD. And that's the first thing you understand. But the, the next bigger question is, well, why? What's going on there? And so as you begin to look at why levels of CD38 are increasing, where it takes you to is immunology. And what we're seeing here are populations of specific types of immune cells are increasing, um, and the signal noise from those immune cells are increasing. And so this takes us into inflammation and propagation of inflammatory signals and propagation and, and, of and the gut and the gut and the gut you know when i started 100%. reading about when i started reading about cd38 and started reading about its role as an immune cell i thought to myself oh, oh that it, 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 it it's on the surface of immune cells i thought oh my god there's a gut link here well that's kind of the one of the core thesis in my book is that again you and i've talked before about you know it's not one thing um in fact there's a in one of the opening chapters, I just, I just list all the things that are increasing with age and all the things that are decreasing with age. And we walk away from that going, oh, wow, it's not one thing. But, it is, but these things are interconnected, and there is an order of operations, and there is a bigger picture. There is a grand unifying theory to it all. And so you can, you can kind of focus on, you know, one particle, or you can focus on the big picture. And so what this leads us to is a number of things that are happening in an order of operations as we age. So begins it begins in the oral cavity and it begins in the gut where we see sort of um, the the borderline of where you end and the world begins and so that's that's kind of the the first sort of area of disruption and then what we see from there is um, essentially uh, translocation of of macrophages and things like uh, lipopolysaccharide into other tissues like your adipose tissue mm -hmm. And now we see a process taking place where, over time, what we're seeing is uh, the macrophage dominance that we want, which is M2 macrophages, the healing macrophages, sort of begin to get overwhelmed with the inflammatory M1 macrophages. Now, you need both, again. You know, but but, you but do, they get, do they get overwhelmed by those, or is it the fact that inflammaging, you know, inflammation is up the, the, the destructive type, the fire, the house is on fire, and they're just not capable of this onslaught of uh, post-production uh, pr work that has to be done to, to put everything back together again. Uh, no, it's not really that. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of why there needed to be, like I needed to write a book to explain this thing, but long story short, um, no, there's sort of an order of operations here. Um, much of it's tied to fat loss. Um, you have to understand that 
when it comes to sheer number or, or signal noise or volume, most people have more fat cells than any other cell in their bo- uh, type of cell in their body. You know, like the average person's walking around, you know, what, 20, 30% body fat. So the signal noise from adipose tissue can become deafening over Interesting. time. Interesting. Interesting. And so there's a, there's a cascade of events that happen that are adipose related that over time sort of uh, tilt, the, tilt the bow of inflammatory signals from macrophages. And so the net of these signals, uh, the net of inflammatory populations of inflammatory macrophages, um, essentially in some ways begins to kind of hit the bow underwater, so to speak. And so what you see then is this combines with a number of other things, a number of other factors that are taking place. Uh, one of them is sort of uh, proteins in the blood, thickening of the blood, um, a bunch of different things. But long story short, what we see is that inflammation begins to rise, and as inflammation rises, immune cell populations rise, and then those immune cell populations have CD38 in their membranes, and greater populations of those, that requires more NAD. So if we're going to look at the big picture, it's going to take us back to kind of a, a grand unifying theory of what's really going on here. And the answer, um, sort of as your, as your crux mechanism, is inflammation and inflammation and inflammatory populations of immune cells. That's kind of the big picture. And I'll, I'll kind of put a period on it there. That's, that's Well, that's okay, kind of but, but, but so what it sounds to me like in, a, in an approach to so, – so I want to take a break in a minute, but before we go there – because when we come out of the break, I want to talk about how do you fix the problem, you know, some steps to fix the problem. Um, but yeah. what role does tryptophan play any role in NAD production? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, so, the, the, so supplemental tryptophan, the answer is probably not. Probably not too much. No, no, but um, I'm thinking of but, I'm, I'm thinking of so so more tryptophan is made in the gut, but that, that doesn't get to the brain. By the way, the, the tryptophan made in the gut is thought not to be able to get through the blood-brain barrier. But with that being said, more tryptophan is made in the gut by the flora in the gut. If you're talking about a shift in gut flora, uh, I'm wondering what role tryptophan has in. Uh, it, it, if it's thought, if it's not being produced in the, the the quantities it was once being produced, is that playing a role in the downshift of of NAD and uh, and and its role with the uh, in concert with CD thirty eight? Well, so so you need to expand on the salvage pathway. Um, so, so the the bigger sort of the bigger answer to that is that an entirely different plank of the same problem that you need to address at the same time are declining levels of key bacteria in the gut, principally bifidobacteria. So there's, there's kind of this myth out there of, like, diversity. You need diversity in the gut. And it's total BS. It's, people are saying they have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, you don't. You need two bacteria. You need acromancy and you need bifidobacteria. That's what you need. Um, those two have a bigger impact on your gut than anything else. So what you see over time is declining levels of bifidobacteria, declining levels of acromantia uh, are going to create issues in the gut that spawn all these problems that we're talking about here, um, that spawn um, issues with energy production, and it all kind of works together. Man. And so this is, this is yeah. This is amazing because I remember when I first started to study uh, human breast milk for the production of Thrive. 
And there's right. a very, very high amount of bifidobacteria fed to babies through breast milk. A lot, a lot, a lot. It's the predominant, right. it's the right. predominant uh, microbe uh, of a probiotic nature in, in breast milk. Well, it's, 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 the, it's the first bacteria that you get as a kid. And there's a chapter in my book where I destroy the idea of lactose intolerance. Just annihilate it. It's just completely mistaken. Um, and when you're a baby, your first bacteria comes from mother's breast milk. And that bacteria is so, um, is so endemic to your immune system, and establishing your immune system, establishing your ability to digest carbs, um, establishing energy production within your body, that as you age, you lose percentage points of that every year. And then with that, you, you sort of can, you can literally map one-to-one uh, decreases in optimal physiology with that, like decreases in energy production, decreases in cognition, onset of, uh, in fact, we haven't caught up in a while. Um, I won't go into this, but long story short, you know, I have a little brother with Down syndrome, and um, he came down with Parkinson's uh, about a year and a half ago, and I had him down recently for a week, and it took me one week, and he went from being you know, kind of in a catatonic stupor and shaking to 100%, 100% asymptomatic in seven days. Are you seven kidding? days. Well, I got it documented. I got it on, so I could show it to you. I'll send you a clip after this. Okay. Um, right. I, I, I want to yeah. hold the audience through because I, I want to know what you did for him on the other side of the break. Because I, ha- I, have, to, I have to take a, a selfish uh, profit break here. Um, and, the be- <laughs> and the best way to hold everybody through that is I, we want to hear what you did for him on the other side of the break, okay? Sure. If you want to learn more about Joel Green, you can go to his website, veepnutrition.com. You can learn how he eats and how he teaches his clients to eat, and uh, it will help you age better, too. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. BPC-157 is quite possibly the most popular injectable peptide used by athletes and weekend warriors alike. Its ability to help you recover faster and make nagging injuries seem to just disappear is legend. Now you can take Body Protection Complex Oral Supplement and get all the benefits of injectable BPC-157. DrSeeds.com has produced the first orally delivered BPC product using peptide protein sequences that are easily absorbed in the gut and that will help you recover faster from workout to workout. And now Superhuman Radio listeners can save 15% off their first order of Body Protection Complex at DrSeeds.com. That's D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Just use coupon code SHR at checkout. Don't waste another minute dealing with nagging pain or feeling like you just don't recover like you used to. Body Protection Complex is your answer. Go to DrSeeds.com. Use coupon code SHR today. West Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. 
Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenedrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenedrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenedrex, the world's world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer. Are you looking for a better way to absorb the nutrients you know you need? Do what I do and start your day with lipospheric supplements from Live-On Labs. Unlike pills and powders, Live-On's patented liposomal encapsulation technology transports nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin B, glutathione, acetyl-L-carnitine, and alpha-lipoic acid to where they need to be, your cells. Visit try.liveonlabs.com forward slash Carl to learn why I take these supplements every day to help me perform in the gym and in life. That's try.liveonlabs.com slash Carl. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about can eye drops and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using can and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. can eye drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using can eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Move over superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. We're all waiting at the edge of our seats to hear Joel Green tell us not only about that's your brother. You said right? This is your your, your kid brother. Yeah. That you. Yeah, have, yeah. Um, and and but also to talk about how to fix the problem of diminishing NAD and and the reality is not diminishing NAD. I don't even want to say that. Uh, fix the problem of of uh, the sick uh, aging phenotype. That's the real issue here. But uh, so, what did you do with him? What did you do with him? Well, so um, a little background. My, my my brother is a couple of years younger than me. I'm I'm 54. He's 52. And I, I picked him up, and he uh, he'd really gone downhill. Uh, just I was shocked. Like he he, he had trouble standing. He, I took him into uh, a convenience store to go to the bathroom, and he collapsed just from trying to walk 20 yards. He couldn't walk that far, and he was just he was uh, shaking a lot. Uh, his old personality was gone. He was kind of really just in a stupor most of the time. Like he. He just wasn't his old self, and uh, it, was, it was really shocking. So I, I actually uh, started recording a video every day, and so kind of big picture. And a lot of a lot of um, disease states are, in essence, um, age-related uh, nutritional deficiencies, where nutritional deficiencies over time compound, and then they create uh, some very intractable problems. Um, you and I did a show, I think, um, a couple years ago on on indigenous cultures yeah. and talking about vegans yeah. and how vegans, you know, people have done vegan for, you know, 30, 40 years. They're really foggy. You get, you've got problems that can't be fixed. So sickly, so sickly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, so you see, so so with, with Parkinson's, in his case, you, you actually see some very similar things. So with Parkinson's, principally, you, you have a number of things going on, but one of the things you have going on is um, is the phytobacteria levels get so low that B vitamin production just craters, and then the brain doesn't really work, and energy production doesn't really work. And when you study the body, what you come away with is understanding that the production of energy um, is at the core of everything that we do because it's, it's synonymous with the way information transmits. And so if you can't produce energy, you can't transmit signal, uh, you can't do anything. So a big picture with him was, oh, and he was sleeping maybe five hours a night, three, no, excuse me, three, three, four hours a night. So, um, first thing with him was to, was to get his, uh, testosterone levels up to get his sleep levels up and then to get his B vitamin production up and just completely reconstitute his gut. And that was kind of the big picture. So he had a very strong uh, nighttime regimen where um, I had him on some very high doses of vitamin D along with like ZMA um, and uh, a bunch of other things to, to get a testosterone. No, 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 no steroids or something. No, no, or, I know. I you know, know. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like that. Just, just, just stuff over the counter. So getting this, getting that up was one. Uh, getting his sleep to increase was a, was a big, big factor. So um, I had him on um, oleamide, melatonin, um, cough syrup. Like, you know, when you get to that point. Any, yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you're, you're trying to rescue a person. So the things that you use yeah. have to be very, very robust in response. So you, you, you just want yeah. him to sleep for eight hours. You don't care, like, if it's uh, – because yeah. you you're not going to do it, it long term. Like you're not doing it long term. Right, right. 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 When, 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 you're, when, you're, when you're highly symptomatic like that, like, it doesn't matter how you get the intended target. Just get it. So right. um, the other thing, too, was really focusing on rapidly recolonizing his gut. So I had him on a number of different um, things to do that. I think I've talked about it on other shows, like um, human milk, oligosaccharides, mm-hmm. um, red phenol powders. Had him on a bunch, bunch of things like that. And I was, I was hitting him kind of in all at once, like at bedtime, and then... What, what the about, what about just more. Frank, what about just Frank uh, Bifido uh, uh, probiotic uh, supplementation, you know, large doses with some prebiotic fiber to make sure that it takes root? Yeah, you never want to supplement um, probiotics. Um, you never want to take them as supplements, um, most for the most part, uh, because there's just an epidemic of SIBO right now. Yeah, I gave I gave it lot. to myself. I gave I, look. I I finally got over it by running LL three seven. I did a show about this, but I had such bad SIBO that I w- would wake up in the morning bloated before I'd even eat, and it and I can tell you where it was from. I would I was eating Quest protein bars all day long, and I was taking one trillion with the T CFUs. Of of uh, 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 lactic acid bacteria, uh, predominant lactic acid bacteria in in uh, VSL number three. I was taking two four hundred and fifty billion CFUs every single day, two of them for a year. I gave myself SIBO. I gave it to myself. Well, it's, it's a common story. You you hear it across the board nowadays. And what what happened is in the probably late early two thousand twelve ish thirteen. 14, the, the idea of the gut started trickling down to the mainstream. And so then next thing you know, there's a gut guru on every corner and you have you know, everybody telling you to take probiotics, but they had no idea. They'd never done it long enough. So they didn't really know what would well, happen. And, and the, real, the, real prob- the real problem is if you take a probiotic, it's going to take seed as soon as possible. It can't do that in your stomach because there's too much acid. So the first place it goes is the, is the small intestine. 
I mean, or is that the large intestine? I always get them confused. The small intestine. And, and, and it just takes up space there and it stays there. And you don't want it there. You want it down further. You want it down closer to the colon. Well, the problem with probiotic supplementation is we just can't control where they open up. Yes. And good bacteria in the wrong place is not just bad, it's horrifically bad, and it's very tough to get rid of. So there's an epidemic right now, people running around with SIBO who have been taking probiotics. And, um, in, again, in, in, in my book, I kind of make a, a, a chapter, a cha- half a chapter on this topic of food has properties that cannot be replicated by, um, by things like probiotics right. or, or really even prebiotics. It cannot. There's physical properties to food. So it takes us into a different area, which is understanding not just the food, but also the sequence, the timing, the combinations, all those things. And all those things together can have uh, effects that are more powerful than drugs, much more powerful. So um, so with my brother, I got him sleeping. Uh, he went from sleeping 4 to sleeping 12 to 16 hours a night. That was huge. Um, and then the the another piece with that, too, was that I got him um, I got him on a, a few things to help the production of energy. So I got him on some black licorice, uh, which really helps mineral mobilization and sort of works synergistically with, with um, all of the, the rapid recolonization of the phytobacteria. And so there's, <laughs> there's, there's a quick sort of litmus test I give in my book about, like, um, how do you know when your gut's in good shape? And the simple test is it's just the smell of your poop. Like yeah. When your poop smells rancid, your, your gut's in bad right. shape. When your poop doesn't smell, your gut's in fantastic shape. Right. And right. so that first day, I nearly threw up, and his poop was bad. Right. <laughs> right. But by, by day by day, I sent you a video, actually. I uh, actually looked at it. Was, he, was, he was, that was on day five, you said, was, right? Day four, yeah. So, yeah, and so he was he was he was he was moving so much faster that he didn't even want help from who was that your, your sister that was trying to help him, or was who was that? No, that's my that's uh, Christy. Oh, I didn't recognize her. I, I, I didn't. I just saw a glimpse at the side. Like he was like, "No, leave me alone. I got this. I got this." And he was walking on his own. <laughs> I know. Well, he felt he, he. It's kind of that thing when you when you've been sick and you feel healed and you want to get out and run. So yeah, he's, he's literally so like energetic. running. He's running into the convenience store. He's running into it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, and he couldn't. He couldn't even stand. Oh. Um, like a few days earlier. So, so that, and then I had him on some very specific sequences of uh, of foods. Um, so you brought up grapefruit, which is something I've been doing for a number of years in conjunction with green banana um, on certain days targeted towards NK activation. So I had him on patterns like that, um, and then on top of all that stuff, um, I made him walk up and down stairs. So, so exercise in conjunction with MK activation is extremely powerful if you do it at the right time of day. And so he, long story short, by, by day seven, um, his, oh, I'm going to send you this picture right now. You can, you can, it just says it. He went from being catatonic and lethargic and, and just sort of like, you know, just, not even himself, to his personality was just completely restored. The tremors were 100% gone, no tremors. And I had him walking up and down like uh, a pretty steep flight of stairs like six, seven times a day. So he was, you know, that's just a testament to the power of what is possible. Um, In fact, I'm I'm going to, once the book comes out, I'm going to make the protocol available for practitioners um, who want to implement it in their practice. And um, because I think that, you know, modern medicine is fantastic, and thank God we have it, but there's there's a lot of, I've personally seen how um, uh, 
results can be incredible results can be had in very short periods of time that you don't think are possible, but they are possible. Right. Now, how, how, do, how does someone increase uh, the population of bifidobacteria in the right areas of the gut? How do you do it? So this gets into uh, a topic in my book, which, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to sound like a shell. I, I... No, 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 I get it. I get it. It's, it's not out yet. I get it. But um, it gets into a topic of understanding that um, we've been in this sort of, uh, the, the entire marketplace, entire industry is sort of at this very remedial level of, of just focusing on the what, what's the thing, you know, and it's sort of this black, white, good or bad way of thinking about things. But that's, it doesn't, there's no power in that, um, and, and in fact, it's very limiting. I want you to understand that um, timing matters. Like, like we're, we're diurnal creatures, so the time you do something matters, and the way you do something matters. And when you combine those three things, you find what, when, and how together, um, you can get some incredibly powerful results. So, so that's kind of the big picture of, of getting the pseudobacteria up in him. So, but just to kind of highlight it, morning is sort of a very important time uh, for the production of bacteria, and during morning, uh, the, the preference is for certain types of fruits that act as substrate for bifido. So bananas, one, uh, dark phenols are one. Um, grapefruit is not directly a substrate, but it works in conjunction with those other foods synergistically to activate AMPK. And then what you get is uh, later on, you'll get butyrate production and butyrate production with AMPK activation while you're sleeping is a very, very good thing. Um, and then later in the day, you want to sort of shift your preference of food. So you want to move towards uh, more resistant starches. Um, a favorite of mine is garbanzo beans. Um, and that gets us into a whole topic, which we could do another show on, which is fiber. And I know there's a lot of vitriol and back and forth between carnivore and keto and all this stuff that's being said nowadays. But um, uh, that's probably another topic I don't want to get into today. Right. But, um, in terms of optimal production of that, you want to you lean towards, towards those things. Um, and then as you get into the evening, you want to lean a little bit more towards um, things that are uh, cellulose or hemicellulose, cruciferous-type type vegetables, uh, typically raw um, in those states, but not too much to start with. What will happen is uh, if, you, if, you get, if you get too much production of bifido, you won't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have to feather it in a little bit. Right. Right. Interesting. The reason you won't sleep is um, so you, you give bifido all this food, and then right about when you want to go to sleep, you know, with new little sort of sort of sort of uh, babies in your gut running around going, yay, right, right, awesome. right. And, and they're making all these B vitamins, and it's right when you're trying to sleep. And, in fact, there's an experiment that I, that I give people where I, I give them some very specific patterns and just as a test to show you that you won't sleep. And I just like, okay, like, eat this in this sequence today, watch what happens tonight. And the energy production is so high, you can't sleep. You have to have cough syrup or something right. next to you to get to sleep right. if you do that. Right. It's interesting because I remember reading a study um, a couple years ago about IB, uh, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. also, but also yep. inflammatory bowel disease. Bowel disease, and they find yep. a dysbio. They find a, a a much lower population of bifidobacteria uh, in all of those people, and it leads to some sort of distortion in the mucosal lining that leads to the the wall of the intestines being attacked. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, you know, there's bifidobacteria in Thrive in my protein powder because there was bifido, high amounts of bifidobacteria in mother's milk. So do you think taking a bifidobacteria that's mixed in with a protein powder is the same thing as supplementing? It's, you know, you shouldn't do it? 
That is a fascinating question. Uh, I don't think that I've studied that one enough to really know the answer to it. Um, I think that's much closer to how things are intended to be. Um, so there are very unique and very special sugars in mother's milk that um, very unique and very specific strains of bifidobacteria have an affinity for. Um, and your, your ability to handle dairy comes from those things. Right. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's a, I can tell you when I took your protein, I was like swole, man. I like, right. I, I could definitely feel the pump in it. Well, in um, fact, in fact, know. the research showed that the, the reason that there's sugar in, in breast milk is not for the baby, but for the bacteria. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's um, interesting. You said something, you said something actually very interesting. It's, it's, um, something I talk about, which is if you, so if, when you look at the gut and you look at, the job that the interface layer of the gut is tasked with, which is there's a bunch of bacteria there, trillions, and you have to allow some bacteria to be there because they're what are called commensal. They're, they are um, symbionts. They're, they're beneficial. We need them. But then there are pathogens there too. So the, the gut layer has to actively select which to let in, or not let in, excuse me, which, which to allow to thrive and which to what, keep what, out. Right, which to sequester. It creates biofilms to sequester the bad ones. So, so this, this is a just it's a fascinating topic, and what it gets to is the essentiality of butyrate. Because butyrate um, essentially, so you have the propyl lamina underneath the, uh, the villi in the intestines, and the, the greatest cell population in that juncture are macrophages. So immune cells dominate just below the villi. And it makes sense if you think about it. So, um, so, so you've got the villi there, and they exist in the, in the top mucosal layer. Uh, so it's kind of like, think of a kelp forest, okay, um, like, like a shallow kelp forest. And you have all kinds of fish swimming around in there. Some of them are sharks. Some of them are tuna. We want the tuna. We don't necessarily want the sharks. Um, and you have this sort of layer below that which is connected to uh, allowing things in the body. So if, if a pathogen penetrates, the, the villi gets into the bloodstream, um, it's got to hit a wall somewhere of defense, and that wall is, is just below that um, in the propyl lamia. And so macrophages in the propyl lamia need a signal mechanism to know who to kill and who to leave alone, essentially. Right. And that signal mechanism is butyrate. So butyrate um, is sort of hypo... Uh, depolarizing for macrophages. It, it, it steers macrophage populations, and that's why butyrate is so essential to production, or so essential to health, so essential to immunity, and, and the, the reason the phytobacteria is so important is that the cross-feeding reactions necessary to feed the other butyrate producers come from principally the phytobacteria. Interesting, uh, Joel. I know you have a you have a hard break. Uh, you have to leave uh, exactly on the hour. So sit tight just for a second. Let me just run some commercials. I'll be right back with you. Okay. Stay tuned, everybody. 
Who wants to have better sex? That's a stupid question. Everybody wants to have better sex. And you can start having better sex if you go to the website bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the code SHR and get a free order of your choice of the only two FDA-approved drugs to treat erectile dysfunction, sildenafil or tadalafil. Best of all, they're chewable, so they start to work in minutes. Go to bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use code SHR and you will get your first order for free. You do have to pay $5 for shipping, but come on, it's an easy deal. Who wants to have better sex? Okay, get busy. You know how to do it. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com That's R-E-D-C-O-N the number 1.com or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. There's a phenomenon today. So many of us sit for hours each day. Slowly, our bodies respond by shortening certain muscles. The psoas gets shorter and shorter over time. It leads to lower back problems, stiffness when standing, and inhibits your running performance. Now there's Sorite.com. That's P-S-O hyphen R-I-T-E dot com. Sorite is a device that allows you to stretch your psoas muscle and return them to normal function. And it does it better than any stretching movement or chiropractic adjustment. You can use it in your home, office, or at the gym. Experience what thousands of people already know. Check out pso-rite.com and save 20% off when you use the code SHR. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Imagine how successful your life would be if you could double your focus, double your mental energy, double your problem solving, your creativity, your willpower. Sounds too good to be true, right? That's what I thought until someone handed me a bottle of Qualia Focus. Qualia Focus is a mental performance formula that combines 24 of the most powerful molecules on earth to noticeably boost your brain power within just a few days of taking it or your money back. Qualia Focus blows coffee away, but a serving actually has less caffeine than a cup of coffee. That's because it boosts brain power the healthy way. Just go to neurohacker.com. That's N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R.com and enter coupon code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. And a serving of Qualia Focus costs one-fifth of that coffee you're drinking right now. Unlike coffee, Qualia Focus nourishes your brain in a comprehensive, healthy way for amazing brain power you noticed in just a couple days. That's neurohacker.com to try Qualia Focus and discount code SHR at checkout for an extra 15% off. All backed by a 100-day money-back guarantee. Qualia Focus is a life changer, I promise you. Try it now for amazing brain power at neurohacker.com. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Joel, I know everybody wants me to ask you this next question. Why can't we get the book sooner? <laughs> uh, just tidying it up, man. Just, just kind of uh, putting, putting the 
putting a few like uh, finishing touches on it and and it I, I wish i could push it out faster i tried i literally wrote itself i i, I thought i was going to write it in six months and just here i am three years later like going will you finish well every time you hit something you go oh, i gotta explain that well now i gotta because de- every time you you get to something that's critical you kind of have to build the backstory around it then so i i know what it's like that's why i've never written a book yeah, and what's interesting too in, in this age is um, when I first started writing the book, like the first chapter I went to write was sort of on autophagy and things like that, and it wasn't really in the public conscious at that time. And then, you know, the, the, because of podcasts, everything moves so fast. So now autophagy is, is sort of bubbling up as a you know something people talk about. Um, and so, I've had to also kind of adapt to what the marketplace is is doing in, in that sense, and uh, because it's just. It, but I needed to write a book because. There was a there was a sort of a paradigm shift that I that I thought was necessary, and you really can't do that in any other format than a, than a book. And then you know later on you can you can expound on it, but that's that's that. So. You know, uh, whey, whey. I just found a study that shows that whey protein in and of itself is a strong prebiotic for the uh, to feed an increased bifidobacterium. How do you like that? Well, one? sure. Uh, well, dairy products in general are. Uh, so that gets in the whole other show, but long story short, um, dairy's been vilified, and um, you have this sort of polarized thinking about dairy that, um, particularly whey protein, by certain crowds. And, and, and the truth is, like, you know, the way we learn new things is reason. That's the mechanism by which you can learn new things. And, and when you get polarized and, and you abandon reason, and you can't learn new things. So we're going to see a big shift here coming very soon in terms of the thinking on on things like dairy and things like whey protein and, and look the, look at them more as functional tools that you know are very useful um, for things like fat loss or preventing weight regain or um, um, you know uh, good good is good is uh, sort of an antioxidant defense right right. Um, all right, so we're going to have to do another show, obviously, because there's a lot of things that you talked about that I want to do a little deeper dive, so we'll plan it. And I just watched the video of your brother. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing uh, in such a short time. And, and you're right. The gut and sleep probably are the to- two most important things uh, to restoring health. They really are. And they, yeah. and they, and they play yeah, off so- each other. And they play off each other because when you sleep is when your gut prunes the uh, flora. It pr- you know, does its, uh, its pruning. It's when it, it works on stuff. Yeah, we started off talking about CD38 and kind of ran wild all over the landscape. But what I would say, just to put a bow on everything, is um, don't believe the hype. Uh, so nicotinamide riboside or nicotinamide mononucleotide, they're great products. You know, I, I think you probably should... should beyond them or, or some variant, but they're not the only way to replete NAD. And repleting NAD by itself isn't, isn't the big picture. Uh, there's a lot to it. And if you were going to start with any one or two areas, start with sleep, so start with inflammation, because those are the things that are driving everything else. You know what I just thought of, it, an analogy, right? So we look at NAD, we look at this one thing, kind of like the gas pedal you said, right? And we just assume that that's the important thing, but we realize, we forget that the production of it probably has a role in these benefits that we're looking for. And there's a long line in the production of something. It's like looking at sneakers that are worn out and saying, oh, uh, if I have buy sneakers that are worn out, I'll be lean. No, you've got to run in those sneakers until they wear out, and that's how you're going to get lean. So, the, the, you know, we, 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 and this is the pharmaceutical model. They've led us to believe that uh, this one thing and that one thing and this one thing, and none of it's ever panned out. 
Nobody's nobody's I, no one is going to live to be 120 just because they're taking NAD. I'm sorry. It's it's, it's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Yeah, it's just it's it's uh it's marketing, it's hype. It's and it's not that it's not even a good supplement. I, I think that they probably are, but it's it's a skewed picture. It's for not. Sure. Yeah, it's not gonna. You know, you, we don't. We will not have people forty years from now going. The reason I lived another forty years is because of NAD. So it's just it's just I don't know. It's so funny, but we want to believe in it. We 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 humans, uh, we are endowed with magical thinking. I don't think deer have it. I don't think bears have it. I don't think dogs have it. But humans. All right, look, Joel, thanks for being here today, brother. Hey, bro. Thank you. Talk soon. All right, and that's it for today. We'll see you tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening.